welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today. We are doing another episode of our top five series that we've been doing since the beginning of the year, where we talk about, uh, have different guests on, and we talk about movies aside from Hallmark. We give our top fives on a particular topic. And this month, we are talking about our favorite romances, so pretty broad. And when I have very special guests, I'm Rachel, and I have Sean and Jennifer Chandler are here. This is so exciting for me. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes. So why don't you each just introduce yourself real quick and uh, to our uh, to the Hallmarkies audience. Well, my name is Sean Chandler. I have a YouTube channel called Sean Chandler Talks About. And basically, it's a place for me to start conversations with other people that like to talk about movies just as much as me. So talk a lot about comic book movies and other nerdy stuff kind of like that. Yeah. Who are you? I'm your wife, Jennifer. I do not have my own YouTube channel. But Rachel's had me on a podcast once before and invited me on this one. And I like her, so I said yes. <laughs> I'm very complimented by that. <laughs> and yes, if you recognize Sean's voice, you will uh, remember him from our holiday horror episode, which was really fun that we got to do in December, where we talked about Gremlins and Anna and the Apocalypse. And that was very fun. And so this is our second time interview returning for Sean on the podcast so <laughs> uh, I've been on the podcast once before I don't know if it was yes. this one or not yeah yes you were on on Rachel's reviews the uh, mm-hmm. tournament where we yes. talked about all of these movies and more and it was pretty fun <laughs> yes it was fun yeah it was indeed so this is a phenomenal task. We really should have narrowed it down in some way. <laughs> Just having was very difficult, but it was ambitious. Yes, it was very ambitious. And uh, what, in your mind, uh, for both of you, what makes a good uh, romantic film in your mind? What about you, Sean? What do you think? Um, I mean, you have to care about the two leads and the characters. There has to be something about the them as individuals that you're rooting for them as well as them when they come together it's even more fun yeah yeah what do you think Jennifer I don't know I I, obviously it's a lot about the main two people but I like entourage romance Uh movies where it's all like kind of familial like it like uh we'll get into my list obviously in a minute but um where it's not just about the two people, it's about their environments and their mm-hmm. friends and their family. And sometimes the city is involved kind of as a character. And yeah. um, so I just, I really enjoy it when it's kind of a cohesive story like that. Yeah. It, it seems like the inherent to the genre is kind of high concept movies in general, or there's something, some scenario that brings two opposite people yeah. together. And so then coming up with a fun, a little adventure for the two people to go on, uh, whether that's a literal adventure or just some bizarre scenario or miscommunication. Mm-hmm. What's one of those that's just enjoyable to be in that conflict? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to keep that conflict. You have to pitch it just right because if, if, if they're too like mean and nasty to each other, then for too long, then you just don't even like it. You don't like the experience. You don't care. You don't want them to be happy. You don't want them to get together because you're just like, these people are terrible. 
And so many of you, so many get that wrong, I think, in the dynamic. And, you know, they just have to have good chemistry, which I think has got to be the most frustrating thing for casting because you can have everything perfect and it should match, but then it just doesn't for whatever reason. And that's what I was, I was (laughs) thinking that exact same thing, like Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman, which is weird because in the interview stuff, like the two of them as humans seem to like get along really well, but in the movie that just didn't seem like there's a spark there. And like, um, what's, uh, Failure to launch. Yes. Seen that, one? Ooh, that one's rough. Yeah. I really like parts of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can tell that they're and just a great not supporting quite... cast. Yes. That's, I mean, like I said, it's all, it's a fun group of people to get to know, but they just don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. And we saw way more of Terry Bradshaw in that movie than I ever. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Mm. I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that back. <laughs> we should watch that tonight. <laughs> I, I don't think we have our copy right now. Mm-hmm. I went it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that one was, there were some rough ones with Kate Hudson there for a while. That was Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. I know. Okay. No. Parker. Sarah, Parker. Sarah, Parker, you're right. You're Jessica right. Parker. Sarah I, Jessica Parker. I also Sarah really, really <laughs> dislike... Yeah, I also really, really dislike the Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass. I haven't seen that one. It's another McConaughey. I mean, I love Christmas Carol, and they tried to do Christmas Carol, but with dating, and it it was terrible. I did Mm. not like it. It does have sounds like a winner. Yeah, it was really bad. But (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know. There's all different ones. I did include a couple, or I include one on my list that is in a romantic comedy because we're I, you know we're going a little more broad uh but yeah you just got to have that chemistry yeah between the the characters and so uh i let's talk about some of our honorable mentions <laughs> so i'll just go through a bunch really rapid fire that i have on my list uh so i have singing in the rain dirty dancing my big fat greek wedding the sound of music uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, a Pillow Talk, and I actually have You've Got Mail on my lit honorable mentions just because I felt I had a feeling we might talk about it, and <laughs> I, I've talked about it so much on the channel that I thought that I would have to bring up some other ones, but yeah, uh, there's so many good ones. I love Casablanca, uh, just so many great ones that you can talk about. But did you, so Jennifer, what were some of your honorable mentions? <laughs> Let me see. Um, so I have to mention Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Because it's a guilty pleasure. When we were engaged, I lived in our, what was going to be our apartment by myself. And it was super, super shady. And um, I couldn't sleep because I was freaking out. So every night. If there's a blood spot in the carpet when we moved in. <laughs> There was a guy that was stabbed to death in the parking or in the in the apartment across from us, and then we got robbed. Like it was rough. Yeah, but we didn't know that at the time. Um, I'd like to think we would have made a different decision if we had. But this is a great price. So specifically, I could hear all the doors open and close, and I couldn't tell if it was our door. So I'm upstairs, 
and I'm thinking someone's coming in my downstairs. So I went downstairs and I slept on the couch, but I could still hear everything. So I watched Sweet Home Alabama on a loop for like <laughs> ever for months until we finally got married and he moved in and then I could sleep. <laughs> your, your, your comfort watch. There. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's good um, yeah. So Sweet Home Alabama, um, Alex and Emma. Uh-huh. I think I think you and I have talked about that one before. Yeah, I need um, to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a long time. Sean does not like it. No, at all. No, it, at it, all. It wasn't my favorite, but I, I just seen really it in a while. I think part of what really makes me like that movie is uh, Nora Jones is the soundtrack, basically, and oh. I really like her. Uh, we danced to a Nora Jones song at our wedding for our first dance. Um, let's see, the holiday. That was an honorable mention. I love that one. Can't help myself. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Solid classic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I That's really, that was such a good movie. It was probably the best romantic, romantic comedy mm-hmm. um, that we've seen in a long time. It was like a, like, more like the classical structure of a romantic comedy. Um, and not so much crass humor just thrown in as there tends to be these days. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Did you have any honorable mentions? I got Enchanted. Mm, So, uh, I love that one. You normally think about that one as, you know, Disney princess movie about live action, but at the core of it is obviously a romance. Yes. And then uh, music and lyrics with uh, um, Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant and... um, it's all about music and I like music and then yeah. they're fun, some fun supporting cast. And so uh, I, I just think Hugh Grant has just has great timing and he has so many of these just little zinger lines that he just kind of throws in there. And, He's and, so self-deprecating yeah, in it, a way that makes him not unlikable. Okay. Right. It's just like, it, it's hard to imagine these lines being nearly as funny if anyone else said them. And so, and then I like Drew Barrymore in these types of movies too. Yeah, She's really funny in that one. Uh, she, I don't know if she made up the word, but I've used it ever since I hypochondriacal. She's like, oh, I'm a little hypochondriacal. And I'm, that's totally me. And yeah. so I use that word all the time now. Yeah. And you got to love Naughty Hill. It's yes. so good. I, mean, I haven't seen that in a long time. When he is pretending to be the reporter from Horse and Hound, that, that scene is so funny, I think. Have you seen that one? Sort of. Mm, it's really good and i also just i think that whole scene when they're at dinner is so well done uh they it it's just feels like a real grouping of real friends mm-hmm. written very 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 well uh but all right well let's dive in it's gonna be fun so <laughs> this was so hard <laughs> i know it really is. uh so all right my these are just five they're not in order so don't hold me to this but they're just <laughs> five that i like um so for my my number my fifth choice is my non-romantic comedy choice uh it's the alfred hitchcock classic notorious and this movie is so good it's ingrid bergman and Cary grant and she plays the daughter of a uh of a uh a notorious german uh, nazi guy and 
uh, he is he plays the this like CIA agent kind of person, and they basically get her to agree to go uh, undercover after her father is sort of uh, is prosecuted, and she she agrees to kind of clear her name, uh, and she agrees to work with the CIA. And so she ends up going undercover to one of her uh, father's friends. Uh, and she even goes to the point where she has to start sort of a relationship with this guy. But she the, all the time is in love with Cary Grant. Because who wouldn't be? I mean, really. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> and it is so romantic and it's so... Uh, tense and has I think the best kissing scenes in any movie ever. It's so <laughs> that's such a specific award. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yes because she's she. I don't want to give it all away, so you got to you got to see it. But uh, yeah, she's just getting increasingly, increasingly sort of more desperate, and there's a point where he thinks that he's mad at her. He's mad at her for various reasons, and. So there's a tension just keeps rising and rising and rising and uh, and the uh and is the guy gonna that guy she's having this relationship with but is she gonna figure out that she's really a turncoat she's really a spy um what's gonna happen it's very tense it's very good it's kind of it's a little bit of a slow burn so some people might might not love it for that reason but i'd like it for that reason and of course beautifully filmed because it's hitchcock and it's a great it's a great movie if you want to tense uh romantic movie it's really good with extra good kissing with extra <laughs> good <kissing>. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> i don't think yeah. i've seen that one i'm gonna have to watch it yeah it's really good and don't watch the uh the one about the rapper this is notorious <laughs> and notorious big <laughs> what was she talking about <laughs> yes <laughs> so sean what do you have as number five it's your fifth pick. Okay, number five uh, will continue the non uh, non comedy romances and go with the Notebook. Yes. So this one came out like right before we met each other. We met each other and then we moved two thousand miles away from each other, and so had our own little epic romance. And so we would do these um, by phone dates where we would push play on the movie at the same time and be on the phone and watch um, the notebook together. We watched other movies too, but uh, the notebook and Batman begins. That was, there was those two. (laughs) And that's real. It's real enough for, for the narrative, (laughs) but so, you know, and it's a fun one because you're, you're seeing Ryan Gosling before he was like big star guy. That's mostly in like these very serious films. And, um, so doing kind of, McAdams wasn't anybody yet either, was she? Yeah. Anyone famous. Both of them were, yeah. I mean, they'd done stuff before, but this was like the first one that was like them front and center on, uh, for the mainstream. And so then, you know, that, that was kind of a big deal. And I was going to college out in South Carolina, just an hour or two away from one of the beaches in the movie, Edisto Island. And so we used to go out there frequently to the city. Uh, it doesn't matter sorry <laughs> so we would head on out there very frequently uh, for little romantic uh dates and then just driving out to this location <laughs> driving all these romantic yeah. sites and old houses and stuff and so 
um, just a, a real cool little, little deal. Yeah. That began the uh, the sad career of James Marsden as the uh, oh the, the backup guy. <laughs> the backup guy. Yeah. <laughs> was that after Twenty Seven Dresses? No, it was before. So he got one more. He got one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, He's the best, and he is always second fiddle. Yeah, yeah. He always. always it's so sad. Yeah. And even a, even a little bit uh, the X Men one and two oh, that she, yeah, that totally. he's still treated that way in those ones as well. Totally, he is, and yeah, there's a bunch of other ones too. Like yeah, he has. It's really funny. I I was joking. I I got to interview the actress who plays his girlfriend in the new Sonic movie, and I was like, should we be <laughs> should we be suspect here? <laughs> his relationships don't tend to go well, but oh, it's so sad. <laughs> So fabulous. Yeah. yeah. So fabulous. And the notebook is interesting too because the characters are all kind of jerks, but I don't know. It still somehow works. I think maybe because you see them as old people. So you're like, okay. <laughs> They're nice. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's like at the core of the story, it's like not, it's like shady on so many levels. And it's even shadier if you read the book and, and it, it, the weight of the details of it are kind of different. And you realize like, these are bad people. Yeah. <laughs> But somehow it still works. I think it helps that you see them old because you're like, oh, yeah, old people are nice. Magic. Well, it's so yeah. romantic that he's basically making her fall back in love with him over yeah. and over again by sharing their story. That that's one of the magic pieces of of that yeah. movie or story or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, because um, they were they were jerks, but they were jerks together, which I mean isn't great. But mm-hmm. like, it's not like he was super awful to her and she was just yeah depressed yeah they were the same <laughs> they, level they were of awfulness free. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't even know what to call that but. <laughs> and i wouldn't want yeah i don't know i'm i'm glad i'm not in a relationship like that but for some reason it works in the notebook yeah agreed <laughs> <laughs> so uh what do you have at number five jennifer i put you've got mail because it was probably the most obvious so yeah. i just figured i'd get it out of the way Quickly, I love it. I can't, oh, so I can't good. stand how much I love that movie. Everything about it is perfect. I love Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Um, I love the uh, soundtrack in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I love, like I was talking about the ensemble cast. I love the cast in that movie. Everybody's phenomenal. Um, New York is basically a character. The bookshop mm-hmm. is absolutely a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I love the, of course, the, the AOL, you've got mail. Like, like just, I love that sound of the dial-up modem. <laughs> it's just too nostalgic. All of it wrapped together is just perfection. So, yeah, I I knew you were gonna mention it, so I just had this honorable mention. But everybody who follows this podcast knows I adore the you've got mail. It's one of the most <laughs> amazing. Is it did I, we win our thing? Yeah. Or, no, or was Princess, it Princess Bride. Bride. That's Princess right. Bride won. Princess Bride won. Princess Bride won. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I just love it. I think it is so funny and it has such a great supporting cast and it has great heart. And it's really about these two people who think that work defines who they are, but really they figure out who they are in this, in this relationship where they're talking outside of work. And, uh, and that's who they find out that they really are. So I think it's actually kind of interesting in a way, but I just, 
I just love the writing. It's so hilarious. Well, it is so good. And to your point of them meeting outside of work and kind of defining themselves by something else, like he was completely wrapped up. I mean, it was a generational thing with his dad and his grandpa. Same with her. Right. Well, but they were the kind of the gross side of like the big titans of the industry. And then her mom was obviously just the the heart and soul of the bookstore. And I liked it because, you know, I feel like she found what her mom would have wanted her to find and got out of the shadow and the the past in a, in a bad way. Um, Still remembered it and honored it, you know, but didn't just live her mom's life. She got to do her own thing. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. And I, it's just, I just love it. I love so I totally want to watch it right now. Like I, I know. I <laughs> Maybe right we now. should do one of those phone, <laughs> phone watches. That, that sounds fun. <laughs> I'll go watch Power Rangers. <laughs> so, all right. Well, my number four is a movie that I think combines drama and comedy really well. It's Return to Me oh, I love that movie. with David Duchovny and Minnie Driver. And it actually is pretty, it's pretty sad. It's pretty gut-wrenching. It's heavy. Mm. Yeah, but it also has the light. Uh, But it's, uh, the the concept of the movie, if you haven't seen it, is that she is needing a heart transplant. His wife, at the very beginning of the movie, not really that big a spoiler, sorry, but uh, (laughs) she dies and ends up getting, (laughs) giving her heart to mini driver <laughs> and so then they end up meeting and uh you know he he's she's got his his wife's heart which is just really perfect for a romance for a romance <laughs> and i don't know i love the old men that oh, are there and i love i i forever have wanted to go to an irish italian yeah. restaurant my whole life because that's so great <laughs> when are you can ever have lasagna with a side of of cabbage i'm like oh, that's great but um they're so funny and i love the soundtrack and i love bonnie hunt as the her sister is and jim belushi they're absolutely oh, I hilarious love jim belushi in that movie yeah they're so funny as they this couple who has like a billion kids and they're they're really fun <laughs> and i just it's so heartfelt and it's so charming and yeah it's great it's really good so uh sean what about you what's your number four my number four uh i'll go with romancing the stone oh good one so if you don't know what this one is it's uh kind of like they tried to do an indiana jones type adventure that's kind of the spin on a uh, like a romance novel bent to it. So a romance novel writer ends up on this adventure out in South America and comes across this adventurer guy who has, she has to pay to get her across the country while she's being tracked down by people trying to kill her and they're trying to find this stone. And so it's, it's kind of like a rom-com. It's kind of like an adventure uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis right before uh, Back to the Future. And so it stars Michael Douglas and uh, Kathleen Turner Danny DeVito's in it, and so it's got a great cast, and um, and you get to see a different side to Michael Douglas and just kind of doing this fun, funny adventure role. So he's got a little bit of everybody, or there's a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah, 
Yeah, that I just is... love that she's Chandler's dad on Friends. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that is such a good pick. That movie is so funny, and you're right about Michael Douglas because for a long time he was always have, he'd always have the, uh, the. I don't know the worst luck with women in movies. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? right. <laughs> so it's sort of a uh, an interesting, uh, really funny, lighthearted performance from him. Isn't he married to Catherine Zeta Jones in real life? Yeah. Yes. So I mean, does he care if he has bad luck? With him? <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> he he won overall. <laughs> yeah. By the way, did you know that she's not Latino like at all? I was yeah, so, she's Welsh. I was so surprised by that. I learned that recently, and I was like, oh. I think I only knew that because I went to Wales and oh. our Welsh <laughs> friends told us she was Welsh because yeah. I thought she was what Spanish because of, she was in Zorro. Yeah, I know. I did too, which would be a good one for this list. But yes. Anyway. That's on my honorable <laughs> mentions now. So, all right. So, Jennifer, what's your number four? Um, I haven't seen this in a long time, but it's on my all-time favorites list, and I could not leave it off this list. I don't even know if it's technically a rom-com, but or a romantic movie. It's Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Oh, good one. And um, it's the story of this girl. I can't even remember if she's adopted or some, she has a terrible family life. She kind of runs away. Um, she basically becomes a, a stagehand yeah. for um, this this traveling a performance act where do you not know what this is horses dive into water yes where yes. horses dive into water I, I have a sister and she was into horses oh so i know what this movie is so the horse would like run up the ramp and then the lady would be at the top and she'd have to like jump on the horse and i don't know i don't want to give it away because yeah. there's a plot twist but it's just such a good movie again i love the characters um, obviously, as a child, I wanted to grow up and be a, a horse diving girl, which unfortunately <laughs> is not as common as you might think. Gabrielle Anwar. Oh, yeah, Gabrielle Anwar. Yeah, I love that movie. It is so cheesy. If you watch it now, it is <laughs> I, I, the syrupiest, cheesiest movie you've ever seen. But I love it. <laughs> and he is so handsome. Oh, yes. No. Oh. No. Yeah. The, man, oh. the younger man. Yeah. Fun, right? Uh, yes. Sign of the uh, yeah. other performer. Yeah. Yeah. I forget his, I don't think he did a whole lot else. I forget his name, but, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really good movie. It's it, such a good movie. A cheesy Disney romance, 90s. Perfect. Which, why wouldn't you? Right. It's amazing. <laughs> I love all of our choices so far. Are very, so. <laughs> We're very good at this. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, okay. So my number three is a little more recent is sing street i absolutely loved sing street when it came out 2016 i just i don't know i just love everything about it i john carney he's a filmmaker who i normally just love his movies but he does have usually a lot of swearing in his movies which is fine but they're not one i would normally recommend to hallmarkies but this one pg-13 and it's so charming about this kid who basically wants to impress this girl he's in ireland in the 80s or whatever and he uh he tells her he asks her if she will be in a, a music video for his band the problem is he doesn't have a band <laughs> and so he has to basically make his band up and john carney's movies are always about 
bands and musicians and he always writes his own original music as part of the movie and these songs are so great i think i think they're just so contagious so like just you just love they're just great songs i was so furious when none of them got nominated and the la la land land sands songs all got nominated because i think the sing street songs are much better <laughs> i was very upset but um but anyway this is really great chemistry with not just with the girl but with also everybody in the band and and also the uh, relationship between this kid and his brother his older brother is so well done so well written and i just love it i think it's such a joyous lovely little movie so have you guys seen that no no i was just gonna say it i don't uh, think I've seen it, but i'd be curious to hear the music in particular yeah. i liked la la land but i wasn't like everybody la la else yeah, yeah i wasn't la la for la la land <laughs> exactly i liked it too i just didn't think the songs were as good as the Moana songs or as Sing Street songs, personally myself. Um, but anyway, I, I, this is just a really sweet little movie. I'd be shocked if you didn't like it. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You have to let me know what you think. For sure. So, all right, Sean, what's your number three? Number three, we're going to go with, since we're saying the number three, 13 going on 30. Uh, good one. So, uh, kind of big, except with a girl, uh, and Jennifer Garner suddenly goes from 13 to 30, and um, also all the fun adventures you get with that, and along the way, the boy that um, had the hots for her when she was 13 turns out to be Mark Ruffalo, and the whole movie, it's like the whole cast of the MCU is in this film in supporting roles, and... Um, so yeah, just a fun little film. Yeah. You like the people. You know, Mark Ruffalo is not the typical, like the guy you expect to be the rom-com guy. And that's kind of what makes it work so well. Um, and so, yeah, just a, yeah. a fun one. And Judy Greer in a very uh, a rare, a very rare uh, kind of mean girl role, I would say, for her. And so I don't even is think about spoiler? it that because this is the one that I watched the most with her that I know I, I define her based off this role. So I have to always assume she's going to be like this in movies and like, Oh, yeah. she's being really nice in this one. Right. <laughs> I love that movie. It's so I love, good. I love that. It's like the, the second chance that I'm sure lots of people wish they had that you can go back and be a better person. Make yeah. Choices. And it's just interesting to me that, so like at the time, Jennifer Garner's known for alias, so punching and shooting people in the face. And then she goes from that and she just seems like, oh, she's so good at playing a 30-year-old with the mind of a 13-year-old. Isn't that why everyone yeah. loves her? Because yeah. she could do a little bit of everything yeah. and she yeah. can go from punching people to then to just being, being a sweet sweetheart. Daring, yeah. yeah. Well, and now she's we just like peppermint tonight. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. And now she's just like everyone's favorite mom. That's her yeah. job now which she's so good i like love simon she was so good in that movie i think she's the mom uh in peppermint right right (laughs) voice in llama llama the cartoon oh is she okay good that's good uh so what's your number three my number three is much ado about nothing with kenneth branagh and emma thompson and keanu reeves oh keanu reeves almost ruined that movie almost (laughs) he was so bad so bad 
it's it's just to the other cast members credit that they were so amazing that they counterbalanced his terribleness <laughs> i laugh out loud every time he's on the screen because yeah. he's dreadful yeah he needs to stick to john wick and uh Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, that play is so funny. And Benedict and Beatrice, they're, it's just hilarious. Well, and I think uh, that Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson were married at the time that so. they filmed yeah. it. And they, their chemistry together was just so good. And the story is so good. And it's so funny. And um, Michael Keaton's in it. And he's hysterical. Um, I love that movie. Yeah. It's just yeah. a, a classic that's a, a really, really, really good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you, I think actually the one Joss Whedon did is, is kind of fun too. If I haven't seen that one. It's on my list. Yeah. I meant to see it. I can't believe I still haven't seen it given yeah. he, he directed it and everybody that is normally in his stuff is in it and that it's much to do about nothing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's just like him and his friends, like filming a, like a bonus movie over the weekend is how it kind of feels, but it's really cute. Uh, I recommend it but that's a good choice all right (laughs) so my number two is movie everyone's probably tired of me talking about because i love it so much (laughs) it's the anime film your name by makoto shinkai i absolutely love it i think it's brilliant on every regard i absolutely love the animation i absolutely love the music i love the story it's about these two people that a young girl teenage girl teenage boy that end up switching bodies and they don't know anything about each other they basically like freaky friday but in that in that this case they have no idea who the other person is and so they start having to kind of leave clues to each other to try to make this work and uh it starts out very light and uh fun and then it kind of goes to a deeper place uh, you kind of learn why they had to switch place at that time. And, uh, and then uh, there's a lot in the movie about once you kind of walk in another person's shoes, literally in this case they do, uh, you understand their humanity and you will do anything you can to kind of rescue them and you feel that pull of another human being. And so I just think it's so moving and I just love it. It's very bold and it's very romantic i think it ends on just the right note and it's one of my favorite movies of all time so i absolutely love it so i have your name and even if you don't like anime i say give it a shot you might actually like it because most of my all my friends who've seen it have at least liked it i haven't recommended it i've recommended it to many people and they at least haven't admitted they hated it to me (laughs) So I don't know if they, but for the most part, most everybody that I've uh, recommended to has really, really liked it too. It's just a very, very good movie. And Makoto Shinkai is just such a bold, uh, creative filmmaker. And I'm so excited for his new movie that comes out this year. So yay. What's that one called? It's called Weathering With You is called the new hmm. movie so you guys can probably get tired of me talking about that in the near to looking forward to it <laughs> yes, I love him so much but yeah it comes out in japan in july so i'm guessing it'll probably get a an awards release in the fall here um but we may not get actually until next year as far as a wider release but i'm hopeful we will because i want to see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> i go to japan and see it <laughs> that would be a good trip yeah that would be amazing 
so anyway i just love him and i love the movie and i love the soundtrack i just love it so uh so sean what do you have as number two let's go with 10 things i hate about you the Julia Styles, Heath Ledger, and about 50 other people. Is that Taming of the Shrew? Uh-huh. Taming of the Shrew in 90s high school setting. Amazing soundtrack. Yes. And like many of these ones, you're seeing a bunch of these, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, a bunch of these people that went on to have these amazing, gigantic careers, yeah. um, all kind of right here in one movie together before they were the, these iconic actors of the last 20 years. And um, then just, you know, kind of a classic story in a modernized setting. It's funny. Uh, just, I don't know, everything works. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's 20-year anniversary, I think, this week, yep. if I'm not oh, mistaken. No, that I is... didn't know it was, that, it was that specific, but that makes sense. Because I saw it, um, I went to go see it with my sister when she was in college in Abilene. And the like, the sound was cutting out or something like that. And it was like a month or two before *Phantom Menace* was gonna come out. I was, I was like talking to the person that worked there, like, if you guys don't get your sound fixed, I'm gonna send an email to Lucasfilm about this. As if, you know, <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's type funny. of high schooler I was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna cower in fear at the email. <laughs> That's so you funny. need to fix this audio right now. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Have, yeah. have you seen the original? Teaming of the Shrew? Well, I don't know if it's the original with, one with, with uh, Elizabeth, Bur- Elizabeth Taylor and Richard yeah. Burton. I like it a lot. I think it's funny. I do too. Yeah. Because they kind of, I mean, they were in a relation, in a rocky relationship for so many years. Yeah. I think they got married twice. Yeah. At least twice, I feel like. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I, I think it's really, it's really funny. And I think about that scene where uh, he's telling her the sun is the moon. And then whenever she agrees with him, he flips it around. And I feel like that's what raising children is like. <laughs> Just- everything you tell them is the opposite yeah (laughs) and i kind of feel like almost all romantic comedies are either based on pride and prejudice or taming of the shrew Mm. there's yeah because it's either the opposites attract opposites attract kind of thing with pride and prejudice or some kind of bet or wager or article or there's some kind of gimmick that forces them together and uh like taming of the shrew Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. It's interesting. That's true. But, I hadn't thought of that before. But yeah, I love in 10 Things I Said at You when uh, Joseph Gordon Levin's character has finally just like had it. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you need to stop treating people this way. Like, what's yeah, wrong with it's you? Great. That, that whole scene is really good. And then, of course, ironically, that's what gets her to like him. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So good. So, all right. What's your number two, Jennifer? My number two, I think, is a little unconventional, but again, couldn't. Couldn't avoid it. Have you, I don't know if you've seen it. Mickey Blue Eyes? I've heard of it. I don't think I've actually seen it. That's Hugh Grant, uh, right? It's Hugh Grant and uh, what's his face? Uh, Con. Uh, Julianne Moore? James Con. Oh, okay. It's uh, uh, Gene Triplehorn. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, uh, Hugh Grant's obviously British. And uh, Oh, he, that explains so much. What's the, do you remember her? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You already said it. Uh, so she... 
she they're dating they're in love it's super cute and then he proposes and she freaks out and says she can't marry him and it turns out that her family and this isn't a spoiler it's the whole plot um uh they're the mob they're the mafia and so it's (laughs) it's just a whole bunch of shenanigans with a british guy trying to fit in with a whole bunch of like mafia gangster guy curates a collection of of art things, I guess, for Sotheby's. And then he, at least yeah. he's the one that stands up there and auctions it all off. And it's, it's just hysterical. There are a few, uh, in my opinion, uh, distasteful paintings <laughs> that could be offensive to people. Oh, okay. um, but if you could get past that, the rest of the movie is so funny. Why is Jesus holding a, a machine, machine gun? gun. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, th- those are pretty brutal, but uh, yeah. a friend of mine in high school introduced it to me and I've, have loved it ever since we had um we had to go back into the hospital with our firstborn and um it was a whole rough thing and uh mickey blue eyes at least the copy we have is one of the ones where auto plays once the menus played a couple times and so uh it just played all night long on kind of a, an unpleasant evening and it was <laughs> a balm to my soul Aww. it was it was playing. it's such a funny movie if you watch I, it, please let me know. I will. I'll watch it right away. Excellent. Really right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll That's do a phone date. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. I'm so excited. Night number one. This number is very one. exciting. Is the movie Tangled? Everybody knows I'm a huge Disney girl, but I wasn't for quite a while, actually, for about for pretty much all of the 2000s. I I wasn't really big on any of the disney films and i was very disappointed by princess and the frog it, it was i appreciate it more now but at the time it was very disappointing mm-hmm. to me and so i saw these ads for this movie tangled and i thought oh this looks terrible what is disney coming to and and then i went and saw it and loved it and i think it's actually disney's first real romantic comedy it has by far the most banter between the two romantic leads and they just have such great chemistry between the two of them the alan macon songs are just so much fun len slater and uh you know great voice cast and rapunzel's just such a fun character because she's so insecure but she's so sweet and and mother gothel is the best and best worst (laughs) she's so good they haven't had a villain a true villain like that in disney since then and i really miss it a lot Uh, we've had just one sort of villain reveal after another and it's not a reveal anymore because we know it's coming (laughs) and uh, i was really surprised in frozen actually i did not see that coming (laughs) i didn't see it either but I'm just hoping with Frozen 2 that they go traditional villain because we've just seen it so many times with everything from Toy Story 3 to Wreck-It Ralph to, uh, you know, to uh, Zootopia. To, there's so many times. Yeah. Let's have like a true old-fashioned, evil, conniving, selfish villain. That's yeah. fun too. And so anyway, I love it. And I think it has huge heart and the lantern scene is just oh my completely amazing. Yes. And so yeah, it's one of my one of my all-time favorites. So I have it as, as that's my- an excellent choice. Yeah. It's a lot of people don't think of it as a romantic comedy, but it really is when you break it down. Yeah. Zachary Levi's great in that. He's so mm-hmm. funny. Yes. He's so dry. 
<laughs> he'll always be uh, everybody thinks he's shazam but he'll always be flynn rider to me flynn Ry eugene fitzherbert yeah none of this shazam <laughs> stuff <laughs> eugene but uh but anyway so sean what did you have uh as your number one i'm gonna go with the wedding singer oh good one um so just a uh you know fun concept with amazing music uh, a, the 80s setting, like, is right at that time period where you could start doing 80s nostalgia. So it's like one of the first 80s nostalgia type movies. Yeah. So it's, it, in certain ways, it's like this over the top extreme version of 80s nostalgia, which in itself is a lot of fun. Um, it's Adam Sandler not being Adam Sandler. Like, yeah. it has is good aspects without just the immaturity that was so prominent at that point in time in his career. Uh, then Drew Barrymore as the the love interest inside of it, and so just a whole bunch of stuff that just hits all the right notes for me. Yeah. You like the two leads, you like the characters. Um, the the two leads are both likable, and they're not separated by the fact that they're jerks or anything like that. And so that helps quite a bit. And um, you know that you know actual character arcs throughout it too. So yeah, yeah. it's really good, and I am not an Adam Sandler fan. So, uh, in general, especially anything happy, happy Madison produced yes. movie is those movies have just been so bad. Uh, and I, it's like, I felt like for a while he was, he had some bet with somebody to see like how bad he could make movies and get them produced because <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jack and Jill, I mean, it just, it's, it's, it really felt like, is this a joke? like the whole movie being a joke not actual jokes in the movie so people uh, frequently ask me like hey can you rank all of adam sandler's movies like that would require me to watch all of them and i if you said rank his 90s films i probably could do that but oh my goodness i know anything he's done in the last 10 years like i wow yeah ridiculous it, six. Oh my gosh like it, it kind of I mean, became a thing on my channel which i regret it becoming a thing of me reviewing and ranting about the terrible adam sandler movies but <laughs> I, I didn't i don't think i did it last year because i just couldn't i just couldn't uh, do it because they're just they're just so bad i never really thought about it like adam before adam sandler was adam sandler yeah and i think that's a, a really good dividing line probably because happy gilmore i love love it so he had to have started happy madison after happy gilmore and billy madison i would guess yeah yes. he did so I think it was, I think maybe I was after Big Daddy, which I like that one. Okay. That one's okay. That yeah. One's pretty good. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, I mean, just stuff. It's just phenomenal. It's just how, how does this get made? It's crazy. It should be an encouragement to all screenwriters that if those movies can get made, <laughs> that you can have your if movie. He can do it. Yes. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, that's a good pick. I like Wincing. And his songs are really charming in that as well. His original yep. are really charming. Uh, and it actually made a pretty decent Broadway musical, too. It's pretty oh, yeah, it's I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Jennifer, what is your number one pick? Number one all time might actually be number one but won't commit because there's too many choices while you were sleeping yeah it's so, it's good. so good everything about it is fantastic i can't think of one thing that i was like man i wish that was different it's sandra bullock at her purest yeah 
and just unfiltered. I, I love uh, when she puts her uh, dress over her head, the hanger over her head, and then like tries on different shoes and lifts one foot and puts, she's just so real and relatable and charming. And um, I, I just, I love the whole thing. I love the, you know, um, almost appearances, not really appearances can be deceiving, but like thinking you want the one thing and then realizing what you really want. Um, She's so likable in that movie. You're just like, get this woman to Florence. She needs to go to Florence. (laughs) Right? Anybody. Anybody. Like, I'm shocked that nobody had bought her a ticket already. Like, she was so charming and lovely and selfless. And I'm like, where all these people who love her, clearly, why aren't they sending her to Florence? Obviously, we know why. But. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that scene at the the dinner scene where they're all talk like that scene is so like if you went to a wagner family gathering (laughs) that's what is people talking over each other and just being loud and obnoxious and it's very authentic yeah yeah and it's it's crazy family but it's good crazy family it's not like toxic crazy family it's like the the kind of the kind of family that you want um yeah want to watch and it's not cringe worthy. It's not like dinner party. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I agree. It's, it's so, so good. so good. And there's so many, like, I kept trying to think of what's, what's the scene that makes me just love. I, I can't, there's so many, the ice scene is obviously yeah. classic. Um, if you fit into my jeans, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you could say stuff like that. And nobody freaked out. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love their family. I love Saul. He's so, yeah. so great. And, um, yeah, yeah I can't it's even. really good. It's a great, great choice. I love it too. So there you go. I think we definitely, if you watched all of these movies, you would have a pretty fun, fun time. For sure. Great. So this has been really, really fun. I really appreciate you coming <laughs> on the podcast. And, uh, so Sean, how can people, uh, find more about you and your channel and connect with you? Yeah, just look up uh, Sean Chandler talks about S-E-A-N on uh, the YouTube. If you look up Sean Chandler, you'll either find a football player or a guy that looks like me talking about movies. It's <laughs> one that looks like me and is talking about movies. And um, yeah, if you just like big franchise stuff like that, I'd love to talk movies with you in the comment section. Yeah, so I'll put all that in the description section. Check it out. And just make sure you're following Homeworkies Pod all over social media. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you're listening on YouTube, get, subscribe to the channel. Give us your thumbs up. We really appreciate that too. And thanks so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. We should definitely do it again soon. Sure. And uh, so <laughs> thanks again. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll talk later. Bye. Thank you for having us. Bye. Bye.